Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. How many of you enjoyed your Thanksgiving dinner? Raise your hand. Yeah. Right on. Thanksgiving dinner. Hello. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag stuffed. Hashtag I need a new belt. But anyway, um, how many, what, what was your favorite thing that you ate this year? Okay. On the count of three, don't everybody at the same time just shout out your favorite Thanksgiving food. Are you ready? One, two, three. I loved all of those. And I could eat them all every day again. Um, I love Thanksgiving. Do you want to know the number one reason I love Thanksgiving? Because it's the start of Christmas. Because in my house, until Santa on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade makes his appearance, we are not allowed to celebrate Christmas. Now, I have issues with that. Because I want to celebrate Christmas when Walmart puts out Christmas decorations, which is like August. But that doesn't work in my family. But I love, and let me just kind of plug Christmas here real quick. Next week we're kicking off our Christmas series. It's called Let There Be Light. Uh, It's it's going to be, it's it's, uh, really been sitting on this idea of of light and Jesus and and Christmas and, and how at the very beginning, right, the first words that God utters in creation as the Spirit of God is hovering over the darkness is He says, let there be light. And then when God decides to recreate the world by sending His Son, Jesus comes as the light into the darkness. And so I believe there are some dark places in our lives that God wants to speak light into. So uh, here, here are three reasons you need to bring people with you in December. Okay? Three reasons why Christmas is a great time to bring somebody. Number one, Christmas has us doing stuff we don't normally do, right? Normally we don't sing songs in malls and and, and parade around in funny, goofy-looking sweaters, but Christmas makes us do it. So people are already accustomed to doing things they don't normally do at Christmas, so invite them to church. Hey, you don't normally come to church. Come to church with me. Number two, by nature, people are curious. Just like the shepherds said, hey, uh, let's go see this thing that happened in Bethlehem, they said to each other. And so people are curious. And so uh, capitalize on their curiosity and invite them to church. Number three, uh, (laughs) in our world at this time in our history, people are desperate for some good news of great joy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I love Thanksgiving because it's finally a week on, on Facebook where everybody's a little bit happier. But Christmas is a great time because because it's great news of uh, uh, it's good news of great joy and it's an opportunity to meet God and and I believe that you have friends and family who who could use some good news right now and that's what Christmas is about but we're not there we're we're still Thanksgiving weekend so uh, let's talk about Thanksgiving Thanksgiving's really important to God and I didn't really discover how important it was to God until I kind of started piecing together some things for this message Thanksgiving is an incredibly uh, vital quality to what God wants to do in your life. Did you know that? In fact, experts, not even Bible experts, say that gratitude is is a key to unlocking all sorts of other positive qualities in our life. From generosity to encouragement uh, to to, uh, kindness, uh, gratitude, being able to say thanks and mean it is central to, to developing the character uh, of our hearts. But God said this a long time ago, way before anybody discovered it, in Psalm chapter 100, verse 4. For the kids, it's on your coloring sheet. It's the verse on your coloring sheet. So go ahead and pull that out, and you can read along with us, the adults in the room. Just look at the screen. 
behind me. Look what the, the psalmist says in Psalm chapter 100, verse 4. He says, enter his gates with what? What's the word? It's what we just celebrated, right? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with what's the word, kids? Praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Eugene Peterson, who, who, uh, who, who provided the message translation of the Bible. It's a paraphrase. It's not an exact translation. It's more like a paraphrase. He took that first line, enter his gates with thanksgiving, and he says it this way. I thought this was really cool. He said, enter with the password, thank you. Think about that. Enter with the password, thank you. Gratitude is so important to God that when we come into his presence, the password on our lips should be Thank you. In fact, in the Old Testament, what uh, what the psalmist is talking about, he's talking about the, the Old Testament tabernacle or temple. Uh, and did you know there was only one way in? There's only one way into uh, the presence of God, into the tabernacle. And if you want to think about it this way, in the Old Testament church, there was only one door to get inside. And what the psalmist is saying is that that really, that door is called, thank you. That door is called, Thanksgiving. We call the entrance to God's presence gratitude. Gratitude, the psalmist says, is how we access the presence of God. It's how we come into into His environment. And it's also how we step into the plan that He has for our lives. Let me me say it a different way. Have you ever met an ungrateful person that you thought, man, I really want to be like them? No, right? Because there's not an ungrateful person who's living God's best for their lives. Because gratitude, this is what the psalmist says, thanksgiving is the entry point to God's best for our lives. That's why it's a really big deal to God. And so what I want to do real quickly, I promise I'm not going to be long this morning, I want to give you three thoughts on how gratitude shapes us, hello, shapes us into who God is, is making us uh, into how, how God shapes us with gratitude. And the first the first point is this. The first thought is this. Gratitude puts your puts your blessings on repeat. Gratitude puts your blessings on repeat. On my iPhone, if I'm listening to the music app and I really like a song, there's a little button. It's, it's it looks like almost a full circle, except it's got a little arrow. It's the loop button. And I can put that song on repeat, on loop, and I can just listen the, the mess out of that song over and over and over. And what, what the loop button or the repeat button on my iPhone does for the song, gratitude does for your blessing that you receive from God. You see, some people who don't practice gratitude, God does something awesome in their lives, and it only lasts for as long as it lasts. When the blessing is over, then then the blessing's done and they don't experience the joy of it. But gratitude, people who are grateful can put that blessing on repeat and be and be and, and experience the effect of God moving and working in their lives over and over and over and over. And it keeps it keeps what God is doing in your life fresh. It keeps what God's doing vibrant. Gratitude is the way to keep your blessing going long after the song ends. Because gratitude puts your blessings on repeat. Number two, I told you I'm going to be quick. I've only got three and we're already on number two. Number two, grateful people can find a blessing or feed a blessing in almost every situation. Did you know that gratitude has nothing, very very little next to nothing to do with your actual current situation? 
gratitude, being able to say thank you, uh, doesn't, doesn't really uh, get determined by your current circumstances. That's why people in third world countries who live on less than $10 a day, 80% of the world lives on less than $10 a day. That's why they can experience gratitude. That's why they can have a grateful heart because it's not determined by your situation. Because grateful people can find a blessing in almost any situation. And the opposite is also true. Ungrateful people can find a burden in almost any situation. Right? And you know what I call these people? Actually, I don't call them this. My sister-in-law, Hope's Hope's sister, calls them fun suckers. Everybody say fun suckers. All the kids in the room say fun suckers. That's not like a lollipop. Okay? You don't want to be a fun sucker. And a fun sucker is this. No matter how good they have it, they find something to complain about. And no matter how good you have it, they have a way about them to just suck the joy, suck the fun right out of your life. Some people can can go through a difficulty and they can spin it into gold, and other people can have gold and they can spin it into a difficulty. Let me tell you what I'm saying. Um, I've met, I, I was talking to a person one time, and, uh, and, and they just got a raise. And I said, hey, congratulations on that raise, man. That's awesome. Look how God's moving in your life. And they said, yeah, but now i got to pay more taxes. Fun sucker! You are a fun sucker. You can't experience the blessings of God because you just suck the joy right out of them. Or, or this one right here, right, coming out of Thanksgiving. Man, I just ate so much, my stomach's going to burst. I know i got to go on a diet tomorrow. No! Fun sucker! Enjoy the food that's in your belly today, man. you talking to me about going to the gym tomorrow. It's like people with the weather, you know what I'm saying? Like summertime, it's too hot. Wintertime, it's too cold. It could be the perfect spring day, and they're like, we need more seasons. We need more variety. You move to Hawaii, and it's 72 every day, and you're like, I need some cold and hot. No, you're a fun sucker. You don't get it. Like, like your situation doesn't have to improve for your gratitude to increase. Because a, a grateful person can find a blessing in any situation. And that's how God shapes us into who he's making us into. Number three, last one. Look at that, man. I am cooking this one. I'm blazing through. Number three, gratitude prepares your heart to receive from God. Gratitude prepares your heart to receive from God. God wants to do something in your life, and gratitude gets you ready. And let me show you uh, what I mean by this. Let's look at this, this passage of Scripture on the screen. It's from Psalm chapter 23. Most of us know this. Uh, many of us may know this by heart. Maybe you memorized it. It's a real famous passage of Scripture. But check this out. I've got some words highlighted uh, because I want you to see this with me. This is Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Now that's the first five verses of Psalm 23. And what I want you to see is that those five verses are all about God. Now you'd be like, well, I'm not sure. Is it all about God? Yes, it's all about God. Look, he says, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? Why do I not want? Because he makes me lie down. Because he leads me beside quiet waters. Because he refreshes my soul. Because he guides me along the right path. 
Well, what about the part about walking through the dark valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the point of the sentence. The point of the sentence is, even though I walk through it, guess what? I don't have to fear. Why? Because you're with me. It's still about God. The whole thing, the first five verses are about God. Your rod, your staff, you prepare, you anoint. And so, so David is writing this psalm, and the first five verses are a praise song to God. Because gratitude prepares our hearts to receive the blessing from God. And so he starts the first five verses and he just says all this great stuff about God. And then look what he says, verse six. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Only after working through and reciting what he is grateful for, does he turn the the song to the place where it's about him, about goodness and mercy following him. I want to show you this real quick. I've actually asked my two oldest boys to come up here and help me with something. Um, they're Lex and Cole. They're coming up. They got a gray shirt and a white shirt on. Give them a hand, everybody. They look good. They look good because they look like their mama. Except this one here. Pray for him. Um, okay, so here's what I want to do. Okay, um, goodness and mercy. David says that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Um, goodness is is the grace of God. It is, it is God's, uh, God's grace, His love that we didn't earn, uh, his, his, his kindness that we, could not, uh, that we could not work for. And that's what Lex is going to represent. Lex is going to be the goodness of God, okay? And then he also says, mercy follows me. Mercy follows me, and that's going to be Cole. And mercy is the love of God that holds back the, the, the punishment and the judgment that we do deserve. The mercy of God. God withholds his judgment because of his love. So David says, literally, all of God's grace and all of God's love is chasing me down. And remember, it all begins with gratitude. So we've got a fun little illustration to kind of show you uh, what, what I'm talking about. Um, so let's, let's pretend I'm David, right? And here's God's goodness. And here's God's mercy, okay? All of God's love and all of or all of God's grace and all of God's love chasing me down. Why? Because I've developed a grateful heart. And so as I'm walking along, you guys go ahead whenever you're ready. When I'm walking along, God's just God's just God God you just stop blessing me, God. Oh gosh, it's just all over me. I can't get away from God. What you're doing in my life? You just you just following me everywhere I go. Oh Lord, stop! You're just blessing me so much. All right, y'all seriously can't stop. <laughs> y'all go sit down. You're cleaning that up. <laughs> and I know this looks silly, and I wanted it to look silly because I want you to see something. This is what God wants to do in your life. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants all of his goodness and all of his his, his mercy to just overwhelm you in your life. To just shower over you, over you, and over you. And you can't get away from it. It's tangling you up. And even when you try, you're like stepping on it, slipping on it. And you're just like, oh God, you are following me all the days of my life. Because your goodness and your mercy chased me down. Why? Because I started with a heart of gratitude. I started with a place of praise. I got my eyes off of my situation and I put them on the one who who holds the world in his hands. And I said, you are great. I am not. You are the Lord. I am not. You lead me. You make a way. You refresh me. You guide me. 
And that's what gratitude does in our lives. And so what I want to encourage you to do this, this Thanksgiving weekend is don't leave thanks behind. We're about to head into Christmas and it's about to get real chaotic and you're going to get frustrated and you're going to be in lines and, and people are going to cut you off. Don't leave thanks behind. Because if you won't leave thanks behind, uh, God will chase you down with all of His goodness and all of His mercy and He'll overwhelm you all the days of your life. Just like Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the key to the presence of God. Enter His courts with praise. What do you have to praise God for? What do you have to say thank you? What, what, is, the, what is the place you're trying to get into where the password is thank you? He says give thanks to Him and praise His name. Let me pray for you this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. Literally, sometimes it does feel like, God, that we are like David and you are just chasing us down with all of your goodness and all of your mercy. And it's overwhelming at times. And yet, for somebody in the auditorium right now, God, maybe it doesn't feel that way. Maybe their situation is different. Maybe this is a dark, maybe this is the time that David talked about when he's walking through the dark valley. If it's one of those seasons for us, God, for somebody in this room, would you just remind us that you are with us right now? Just remind us that you are with us and that we can trust in you because your rod and your staff, your strength and your protection go before us. And we can say thank you for that. In all seasons, at all times, God, help us to develop a heart of gratitude so that we can enter into the best that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.